Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. You are on the Diversity on a Hill podcast. So well, you're, well, you're not on it. You're listening to it. We're on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I thought you were going to start singing like Christmas songs when you started there. Really? No, man. Not, not Christmas songs. <laughs> not till, not till, uh, well, it's about that time. I'll start pretty soon. Oh, okay. I already started. You already started? Yeah. The other day someone sang a little bit and I started to sing it. But um, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind starting early Christmas songs. I know some people mind it. Other people have talked about it. We are getting into the kind of the holiday run here. Yes, we are. And we might talk a little bit about that more because I, I have some questions to ask you okay. on that. But but that's that's more going deeper. So let's stay away from that. Okay. <laughs> but why don't we introduce ourselves? Let's do it. Well, I said you're on the Diverse Standing Hill podcast, but they're not on their listening. That's right. We're on it. Yes, we are. And we are who? Who I'm, are you? I'm PK. And you are... I'm PJ. There you go. And we love the fact that you're listening. Yes, we do. Let's give them a... Oh, that's no, not... Don't I, laugh I, 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 was, I, I was oh, laughing. I, I pressed I can't the wrong one. It was this one. All right. Woo! All right. Thanks for, thanks cheering, for cheering, everybody. cheering, cheering. Yeah, yeah. We're glad yeah. you guys have been <laughs> tuning in. It's not going to be this kind of episode, though. Oh, or will it? Ooh. Ooh, or will it? <laughs> Anyhow. So the thought is... You can reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com. And I say this almost every episode, diversity with the C. Diversity but then we established already that unless you spelt diversity on a hill with the C, you probably wouldn't have found the episode. Right. Because you have to spell it with a C. That's correct. So. Have we have we looked to see if there's another diversity? I'm, I'm sure there's know, something called diversity. But do you think there's another diversity on a hill? With a C? No, not with a C. No, no, no. no I mean, we looked unique. it up before we, we actually did. gave it a title. We did, we did. Yeah. So no. the point is, we're, however we're you found it, <laughs> however you find it, and whatever platform you're listening on, we are glad you joined us. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Hey, man, you doing well? Yes. I am actually doing as well as I've been in a while. So I'm actually feeling good. Nice. How about you? I'm, yeah, I'm doing all right. Ah, there you right. go. You're living the dream. That's what you do. I'm always living the dream, man. <laughs> always living the dream. So you had a question for me earlier. Do you remember that question? Yes. All right. But before we go into that question, we want to tell people, because someone asked us something about our podcast. We want you to know that we are pretty much usually unscripted. Very much. We come in with ideas on the subject we're going to talk about. Usually we'll have like an article or something we're going off of or an event that has just happened. Correct. And we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But we're unscripted. And one of my friends asked me, oh, it's because you don't want to prepare? No. no. We prepare. Yes. <laughs> we just prepare differently. That's correct. And one of the reasons why we come in unscripted, we don't have a script in front of us. Most of the time, we don't even know what questions we're going to talk about. That's There's correct. times when it's actually ruined our normal conversations at times, though. Because there are times, <laughs> Curcio, now that I see you, that I want to ask you a question. And I'm like, 
Now I'm going to save that for the podcast. Yeah, it's true. Same here. That yeah, is like, so, nah, such I'll, a good point. And why we do that is because we kind of want to emulate what a conversation is normally like. And if it's scripted, if we already know what we're going to say, if we've already had times to, to know the other person's argument or know where they're coming from, we're, we come in maybe overprepared. And, and in real life, if you're ever in a conversation with someone, you don't always have that luxury That's it. of knowing their arguments. Yeah. And so there will be times, I don't know if you've ever done this when you've had an argument or you know there's something coming, a, a conf- or a conversation you're going to have to have with someone. Mm-hmm. You start talking to yourself. Yes. I usually do it in the shower. Uh-huh. And sometimes my wife will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, nothing. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just talking. Uh, and you just kind of go over all the arguments and stuff. Yeah. I prepare that way. Yeah. Confession time for me as well. I do my best thinking in the shower. So mm-hmm. I, um, I too go over whatever conversation, difficult conversation or what have you. I do go over it in my mind. Yeah. In the shower. Why why is that? Why do you what do you think that is? I think the shower relaxes me. It helps okay. me focus too. Like there's no distraction. I don't have my nah, phone in there. That's what it is. And uh, yeah. yeah. That that's where I was going to. You know, I think it's one of the few places that there's very little distractions. Right. Yeah, you don't have something in your ears, there's not someone talking, you can't Correct. turn on the TV or turn on a podcast or yeah. Exactly. Interesting. It is it is a place that I find I do my best thinking as well. Maybe awesome. we need more quiet time. In our lives. Ooh. You ever thought about that? Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking about that the other day. Do I have enough quiet time in my in my life that... Hmm. I don't. I have to make... I have to be intentional to make quiet well, time. I think everyone has to be intentional, especially nowadays. There's so much at the at your fingertips. Yeah, you All can right. be distracted in many ways. So anyways, it's unscripted because we want to, sh- we want to kind of emulate what conversation is like in real life and, you know, go off that thing. To the best of our ability, because like, like we mentioned before, we want you to use the tools and basically leading by example, um, use the tools that you get from listening to our podcast to utilize them in your circle of business. Well, we want you to utilize Curcio kindness. Don't always follow my example. Sometimes (laughs) I'm a dummy. No, Uh, we're both in that (laughs) boat. So don't even play yourself. Hey, uh, so that that being said, you had a question that you wanted to ask me, and you're like, nah, I'll save it for the podcast. Yes. So here's the thing. Th- this may take us on the hill. Is it a deep question? It, it could be. It depends how you treat it. All right. Well, let's let's go for it. So I'm not going to go into detail. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to go into detail. But in general. Okay. How do you feel? I feel good. About. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad there's more. There's more. <laughs> how do you feel about teens dating? Oh, uh, no, you didn't do that. Yeah. I, I, I had I was going to ask you about relationships. Like like I, what your Was that before I started? It was before you started oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, okay, here's another thing. We were talking about certain, you know, we, we work with teenagers and, and dating and and our kids are getting to certain ages as well. Right. So we we were talking about that and he was about to ask me about that, but I guess I answered the question later. You did. Because then what ended up happening was somebody else brought the point and then that <laughs> took us well, into all right so you already know where i stand i do know the where listeners you stand. don't know the yet. listeners don't know where you stand but where do you stand where do i stand yeah okay let's put it this way i encourage not i my wife and i encourage our daughters mm-hmm. to understand that their mind fully develops at the age of 25 wow fully developed at the age of 25 okay so with that thought process does it mean that we're gonna like you know not let them date till they're 25 obviously we can't control that right mm-hmm. so would you even suggest that though? Suggest what? That they don't date till twenty five if their minds haven't finished. Like no, okay, no, no, no. All right, I would say once you're, uh, I think eighteen is still too too early in my opinion. Really? Yeah. 
oh man, I need to play this for my wife. <laughs> but <laughs> I think by by twenty one for sure. Okay. You know, you're you're almost done with school, and depending what your what career you choose. You so know, not even like dating. You would you would suggest? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So let me clarify. Okay, let me clarify. Yeah, clarify that. So dating, I I would go younger. Like I like once you start to drive and that kind of stuff. I think dating is okay. Like going out with friends, like cordial dating, like like um, court like courtship. No, that's no courtship is intended. Uh, okay, never mind. Old time courtship was like yeah. I'm going to court you. No, and it was no, for no, not like that. No, no, no. I mean, again, hanging out with friends. Mm. You know, you have somebody that you're like, okay, I'm interested in 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 this girl, right? Mm -hmm. In my case, um, and then it's like, yeah, you can do that. Start dating. You know, go out. You know, that kind of stuff alone at night that kind of stuff i'd mm. probably stay away from that mm. at that age okay. um but once you once you get to 21 then i think you can start like dating trying to find your partner mm. kind of situation so you're like you're in favor of like later marriages and stuff like that i am why because there are number one people living longer number one okay okay number two because of social media, because of the internet, because of the influences that are coming from so, you know social media and all that other good stuff like I mentioned earlier, knowledge is increasing. And mm. with knowledge increasing, um, I think that people are getting themselves into things a little too early before they're ready. Mm. So do I believe that waiting a little bit longer is actually better? I do. Mm. Okay. I do. Like... Before, life expectancy, right, was m way shorter. Sure. We're talking about people who, who were living into their mid to late 50s, right? When yeah. a lot of this was going on, there were a lot of illnesses that they couldn't treat and all these different things. I believe that if you allow yourself to mature, there, there's less baggage you are more prone to bring to the relationship later on. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll get real with a little bit of this. Okay. So my... I don't I don't necessarily have an age necessarily. I will say I have seen research that does imply that the, the younger someone dates, the more likely they are to um, engage in more promiscuous behavior behavior later. Mm -hmm. there, this was talking more like middle school dating right. and like you know fifth through eighth grade. Yeah, because you're taking away some of that pizzazz i guess some of the yeah. oh, the butterflies and the, I, I don't know what it all is. that stuff but, anyways. but i, I mm -hmm. did read a, re uh, a paper once that, that suggested uh, that research showed that the younger you date the the earlier you might start to engage in in those and more likely to if you start dating at such an early age right through my experience through an experience as as when I was in high school, experiences of my friends, experiences of, of, of being a boys. I was a boys dean for eight years. Mm -hmm. So I saw lots of boys coming in and out of the boys dorm. Of course. And uh, I've worked in high schools or with high schoolers for a lot of my life. I, my, my personal belief is that I do not believe it is, it is in the best interest of a high schooler to be dating in the dating sense. I, I do like you think, hey, why not more friend groups, mm -hmm. more kind of casual kind of gatherings, mm -hmm. you know, not this one-on-one -on -one stuff, you know. I know a lot of high schools promote banquets and those kind of things. It's okay, whatever. I'm not thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would like more friendship-based time things because I do think in high school, you are you are definitely, your brain is is a hot mess. Right. 
And you're still figuring yourself out. You're still figuring in college. You start, you're, you're going to have to start figuring yourself out because you selected a career. You selected all these things. I don't, I'm not once you like 18, 19, I think that's the area where I feel like, okay, I think this is a comfortable place to start, to start dating and to start looking and maturing Mm -hmm. because you're maturing when it comes to your job. Right. So, but high school, I'm definitely not, I'm not the most, I wouldn't promote it. I would, if if high schooler really came to me and said, Hey, what do you think about dating? When should I start dating? I would say, I would recommend you wait till you're in college. That would be my recommendation. I've seen a lot of relationships. I've seen a lot of baggage. I've seen a lot of um, physicality uh, expand at that age. And really you, you don't know yourself quite yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. So that's that's kind of my philosophy. I, I wouldn't go quite as old as you, which is interesting. That's, uh, that's the opposite of what I would have thought. Well, I mean, so so here's the, the thought process behind it too. I heard this said, and you can agree or disagree, right? But this is the, the, the thought process behind it. The three biggest decisions you make in your life mm-hmm. are who you're going to serve. In other words, believe in mm-hmm. like the God or, you know, in, in our case, right, God. Right, God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Trinity. You yes. know, Father, Son, Holy that's Spirit. That's the number that, one decision you're going to make. Yeah. And then it is your career. Which I believe is th- third on that okay. list. Yep. And the second one, okay, <laughs> yeah. is who you're going to marry. Yeah. Those are the three biggest decisions. So the crazy part is most, okay, now, again, this is an Adventist podcast. Well, we are Adventists. Right. This so is an Adventist, an Adventist podcast. Po- yes, this is an Adventist <laughs> podcast. It's okay to call it an Adventist podcast. <laughs> okay. I endorse Excuse the me. idea that this is an Adventist podcast. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> just just making sure. All right. So in, in, in our denomination, you know, kids uh, accept God as their savior. They tend to do that pretty early if their parents mm-hmm. um, are like second generation Adventists or what have you, right? So the thought process that who they choose to serve comes rather early if you will, okay. maybe even before At they least reach the foundations for, that, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Right. So that's covered by the time you get to college, right? You're still figuring out what your career is going to be. So why on earth are you trying to make two of the biggest decisions of your life simultaneously? The goal is that you wouldn't. So you can, so you can use your uh, maximum ability or uh, thought process, right? To focus on one of those at a time. Because doing multiple ones at the, at a time could be hard because you're still figuring stuff out and it can overlap. So the suggestion is if you take one at a time, you're more than likely to make the best decision possible for you. So that's why I'm saying start with God, follow with your career, and then do the one that's going to last for eternity. Your career can change. You can study. The first one lasts for eternity. Of course. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying making sure. That, then you say then <laughs> no, the one no, no. for eternity. Because, I mean, that's a given, right? <laughs> the, the, the decision of just one like with the service is given. Just like me to pick apart that. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. You're fine. But then, you know, the thought process is you can change your career. I mean, you can study. Um, we have friends study theology and aren't serving as pastors, yeah. right? They still minister. Or me who studied psychology and I'm a pastor. You're pastor. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So you can always shift your career. Right. Um, however, I don't recommend doing that simultaneously as you're making a decision for something else, like one of the, the three major decisions. Interesting. And that's where I'm coming from. And that's why I said waiting until later is yeah. actually more beneficial to you. That's an interesting uh, theory. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think some of those decisions can be made uh, tandemly. I do believe, though, that having that foundation of deciding to follow Christ and having that foundation 
obviously is the most important that will build and help support your other two decisions. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No without, question. without that one. Interesting concept, huh? Okay. Well, we'd love to get your thoughts on it, especially you younger people. When do you believe is a good time to start dating? Personally, when I tell high schoolers this, they think I'm an old fogey <laughs> and that I'm dumb and, oh, well, you dated in high school. Yeah. And I, it wasn't always healthy. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and so, I brought baggage to yeah. my later relationships yeah. because and I'm, of it. And I'm trying to let you know that here are some possibilities. Very, no, there are, I could think of two high school relationships in my whole life that actually ended up in a marriage eventually. So this is what I was going to get to. So thank you for leading me there. Oh, statistics show you. that, <laughs> that you, there's a 1% chance. 1%. That you will marry your high school sweetheart and remain married. As a wise person once said, so you're saying there's a chance. So yeah, there is a <laughs> 1% chance, right? So I shared this at a, um, I spoke at a Vespers and I shared it. And, you know, the eyes, I was just looking at those like, look, there's a 1% chance the person you're dating right now is going to be your spouse and you will not end in divorce. Here's, and here's the, here's the, the the kicker on this when you tell people that they don't care Oof. which means what's yeah. the point of the relationship i understand you want to get to know people mm -hmm. and you want to get to to know these things personally once you say you start dating someone and i know this is just personally i know other people disagree with me personally when you start dating someone and you call them your boyfriend or girlfriend there is a new set of expectations exactly and there's a new set of pressures yes and the longer you're together, the more there's pressures and expectations. Mm -hmm. And the older you get. And so. And the more comfortable you get, then you want to add more quote unquote spice to the relationship. Mm. And this is how it continues to evolve. And that's why starting dating too early takes away that uncomfortable feeling of, well, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but that the butterflies, the, mm. the, do I open the door for her? Do I not open the door for her? Do I. You know, that all of those questions, you know, the fact that your pinkies touch and you feel like the whole world is just, <laughs> you know, you're in a fireworks show inside of you. Right. So so this is it, it starts to, to be uh, you start to desensitize yourself to these experiences the earlier you start. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, we got a little bit on the hill there. I, I, I really would like to know young people's um, if you're younger and you have an opinion on this, we'd love to hear it. We should probably bring a young person on and pick their brains a little bit about that. That would be fantastic. That's, that's interesting. So you reach us at diversityonahill at gmail.com or on Instagram, the IG. Yeah. At diversity on a hill. hill. All right, good. Yeah. Just well, the, sure. C, the C as well. Yeah. All right. Hey, so this, this leads me into something else. You're talking about kind of relationships and those kind of things as well. Uh, my wife showed me something here, and I don't think the, the stats are necessarily, um, what I say, totally accurate. But this said, pa parents have over 3,000 hours a year um, to teach their kids about Christ. Okay. 3,000. Now, me and Alana d did the math, and, and we came out with a little bit of different math to teach their kids about Christ. Okay. The church, on the other hand, has an average of 40 hours a year. Correct. It's only 52 Sabbaths, 52 Sabbaths. Yeah, but so I have different Sabbaths. math on that too, by the way. I can't even speak yet. Okay, At, go ahead. Uh, with a child to teach them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Parents, and then th this is the thing, this was a, a church, it was an evangelical church that was doing a sermon, and they had this illustration of ping pong balls to kind of show the difference in the hours, and it was, yeah, it's a neat. pretty cool thing. Yeah. 
and it, and it said, parents don't rely on the church to be the only place for your kids to learn about God. Amen. Yeah. I agree. Now, I, I did different math, though. Okay. Because when we did the math, we put school in there, so we averaged out, well, we actually have five hours with our children when they're in school. Oh, good point. And then we, you know, there's other hours there. So we got more to about 2,400 hours of parent influence. In a year. In a year. And the church, I'm hoping that people go, with our kids, it's different because they do a variety of things. You say your average person probably has, if there's 52 weeks in the year, let's give them the benefit of the doubt they're going to church 50 of those. Just the benefit of the doubt. Sure. And and it's not for an hour either. Well, there's Sabbath school and church. Okay, fine. So between those two, it's about two hours. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll call it two hours. Sure. So we'll say 100 hours. So it's still quite a quite a big, big difference. <laughs> Mercy. And, and I don't know why this reminded me, but something we were talking about relationships just reminded me of that. But it does speak, I guess it speaks to the, the fact of who we spend our time with, how mm-hmm. much time we spend on them, the influence that that has Correct. on us and people. And as my daughter gets older, as my kids get older, they're spending more and more time away from the home, mm-hmm. right? But hopefully we've laid that foundation of, you know, this kind of stuff. But I brought this up because what do you, th- what do you think about that, those stats? Well, I, I completely agree yeah. with the premise. Like, you cannot let someone else do the job that you have to do for yourself, right? So we're talking to college students, mm-hmm. right, and um, post-collegiate students, and maybe some high schoolers that are brave enough and <laughs> mature enough to listen to our podcast. But, but the thought Many process is, are. you know, you have to own this now. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to understand that you have to be intentional. Like, we were talking about being intentional to have quiet time. You have to be able to do this on your own. You cannot rely on mom and dad. You cannot rely on the church. I tell my youth all the time. I'm like, you can't even rely on the stuff that I'm sharing every Sabbath. Like, you need to to dive into the Bible for yourself mm. and let the Holy Spirit be the one to to help you really get clarity um, on what I'm even sharing, right? So the thought process is uh, we want you guys to, to, to be intentional about the time that you're spending with God. Because I always say this. After I heard it, I was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. And I've been sharing it ever since. Do you really want to spend eternity with someone you don't know? Mm. The answer is probably not. No. Probably not, right? Because if we talk about going down on some vacation, let's say we're going to go down to Disney, and I tell you I'm going to pair you up with a perfect stranger, you will be like, no, right? So the point is, oh, maybe, no, well, let me not say that. There's going to be somebody's like, yeah, I'm adventurous enough people, and say, yeah, yeah you know, but, but they're few and far between. And the point is, would you really want to spend eternity with a God that you do not know? Or you have a misconception of. Many people have a misconception of God. Here's why I bring this up. Because there are many times, and we've all done it, we've blamed church or something that's happened in church. I've heard many people and even I at times have blamed church or something that's happened in church for a reason not to believe in something about God or for a reason to say, ah, that's not true because of this person or that. And I, you know, like I said, I've worked with youth along and I've, I've had encounters with parents who have blamed either a school or they've blamed a church for the way their child came out. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, hey, my mm-hmm, child yeah. did not choose to follow, to follow this. What is the Sabbath school teaching? Or why is this wrong? And, and in reality, the church should be a support system for the home. Ah, uh, there you go. And even the school. The school should be a support system for what you believe in your home. And the home is the foundation, right? 
Right. And so many times we blame, we'll blame a bad experience at church for our reason to rebel or, you know, this person judged me at church and church is, church is so judgy. Mm. Well, if you, if you're a part of a real church, it goes beyond the two hours. Number right, one, right. <laughs> that you go a week. There's a community there that's built. There's more conversations. There's more, more to, to this than just that. And I know there have been churches and inst- in institutions that have failed in certain ways. Mm-hmm. When you abuse someone mm-hmm. or when you are too judgmental, there are, there are things that come with that. Of course. But I, you know, as a parent, I know that I can't be blaming the church for how my ch- children come out. Well, I've had more influence in my child's life than my church has. Of course, no question. And I'm glad you brought that up because then this is the question. I mean, our conversation our, our conversation has evolved into a relationship one, so this will be the relationship episode. Relationship. Well, the, I, the last thing I'm going to bring up is not about relationship. Yeah, or maybe okay. it is. Or maybe it is. Because this is my question. Uh-huh. How then, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit, so I want to you know, get you to dig deeper in that part. How should we relate then to the church? Mm. Well, Personally, the church service, to me, is a worship service. Okay. You go there to worship. You don't go there to be fed. You're worshiping God. You're worshiping God for what he's, for the blessings he's given you in a week. That's why most people, when they go to church, are not satisfied with the church service. So would you Because s- they're looking for entertainment. They're not going because God is so good, and they're coming together as a group of bo- body of believers. Okay, but it, I guess that's a state of mind. Because you said they come to give thanks to God for the blessings they received throughout the week. But how about if they felt like the week was just a horrible week and they received no blessing? Well, then not too long ago, we had Sabbath schools on Job. You do the Job thing. Job didn't feel like he was blessed, but he knew God was still God. And he worshiped God for who God is. Right. And even though this is a lot of cliche in the... um, in like African-American churches, I have to bring this oh, up. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm just talking a bunch of cliches. I was about to be offended. No, of course not. So, <laughs> I'm such a cliche. So, so, the, uh, so the, the, my thought process is I appreciated the um, African-American churches because they, they're always grateful even for the m- minor things. As cliche, they say it, yes. Mm-hmm. But the point is, just the mere fact that you made it through the week is a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Because we could have passed away at it any is, point in it time. It is a gift, yeah. So, so that alone... We can come and worship God just for being alive, yeah. right? As miserable as the week might have been, mm-hmm. as miserable as your life may have been, you can still give thanks because somebody else did not have the opportunity you have to see that day. Yeah. So that's one of those things where I'm just like, I do appreciate that they highlight that point because it's true. It seems like an insignificant blessing, but the fact that we can breathe, the fact that we have oxygen, all of these minor little things, the fact that you're your your body's functioning correctly in the sense that you can walk and you can talk and you can breathe and you can blink and you can do all these things is a blessing in and of itself. So go. I know, I know. I didn't want to no. I didn't want to usurp that. But, but the it, point was it's a worship service. That's first yeah. of all What's what a worship the service? church is. Go ahead. And it's I mean, and it's a body well, church and so that's what the church service is. Correct. The church the service, is a yeah. body of believers mm-hmm. who God has called as his children to mm-hmm. represent him, to show to manifest his glory. Exactly. That's what we're made to do. Mm-hmm. And the problem is Many times, and I'll say this, the problem in my life many times is I go to church or I use the church not to prop God up, but to try to prop myself up. Mm. Right? Okay. How do we accomplish that when we go to church? How do we prop ourselves up? Well, when we go to church, it's we're looking for something that's going to 
benefit me. So consumer approach is what you're saying. Well, yeah, our church, most churches are consumers right now. Consumer driven. Most of it, yeah. I mean, we're a consumer driven world, consumer driven society. If you think about it, you go to a church service, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it was kind of boring, or that's not my style of music, or that music was too ruckusy and wild. Mm-hmm. I believe if a church is, you know, obviously some churches are not always in in step with God's will. I right. understand that. But as a whole, if I am a part of the church, I should be able to be blessed at whatever church service it, it is, mm-hmm. no matter what style of music, no matter what style of preacher. Okay. Because I'm going to praise God. I'm not going to praise the preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to praise the music. Listen, it may not be my number one music that I listen to on my free time. Right. But as a body, we come together for two reasons. We come to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And we also come to to proclaim his name to those around us. So the so the church service is more like a tool. To me, the church no, to me, the church service shouldn't be a tool. To me, church service is should be worship of God. Right, right, right. But I'm saying the music, the sermon, all those things are tools then that are helping us worship God. Is that what you're saying? No, to me, well, kind of. To me, they should be manifestations of your worship. Okay. The music is an outpouring of your worship. Mm-hmm. If if it's a tool, uh, right, well, no, no, because here, okay. here's my thing. I, you I don't see what control, you're saying. Yeah, you don't control the music when you show up on Sabbath, right? They already but chose I, the music. Yeah, but I control my reaction to the music. Correct, and I, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's a tool for you to worship God. Oh, okay. All right. I see it. But if I'm leading worship, mm-hmm. I don't want to see it as a tool. Uh, no, 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 no. You see what I'm saying? I so see what you're that, saying. that's I see where saying. I have a yeah. problem saying it's a tool because both of us should be thinking this is not a tool. This is my outpouring to, towards God. Gotcha. Because of how good he is. And so the, the purpose of the church as a body mm-hmm. is to represent Christ through our worship mm-hmm. of him and proclaiming the gospel. That should be our job. The problem is we get so mixed up in all these other things mm. that the church loses its mission. You know what my mom called it? What? A perfect work and imperfect hands. Uh, okay. All right. I like it because I'm saying whenever humans get involved, yeah. it's imperfect. I, and that's what messes up. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. But I, what, how, what I have a problem with that a little bit is, is that sometimes we don't even approach it as a perfect work. We approach mm, it. We don't even wow. approach it that way. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so you're right. For some people who, if 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 their heart is into it, they're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. But if your heart is not into it and you're just doing it to go through the motions or just to consume something or Which just to happens. feel good about yourself, yep, yep. that's not a good perfect work. I agree. I agree. Anyways, how do we get there again? Because we're talking about relationship and how we relate oh, to, yeah, relate to church to and church the, the ping pong balls in church and yeah, yeah, yeah. parents. So, so anyways, don't blame the church. Yeah, that's what we're getting at. For your jacked up lives. Nope. That's so, sin's problem. We need to use the church and come together and lift one another up. However, the community is important. Community is very because important. Because no one is on an island. Mm-hmm. No one lives on an island. Yeah. And even God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. I know he said man because Adam was the first one he created and he created Eve, right? But the point was, it's not good for us to be alone. So with that thought process, the community is of utmost importance. You have to find people who can support you when you're feeling blah. Church is important. Community is important. Right, it's and that's what we're trying part, to, yeah. It I is a part sure. of God's plan. Right, and I want to make sure that, that our listeners didn't take away, oh, then what's the point of going to church? Oh, no. right. and, and I want to be careful. Listen, if something bad happens to you at church, I'm not saying that's not a big deal. Please don't think I'm saying that's a big deal. 
If someone's being judgmental to you, they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But don't let that define your relationship with God. That's where we're getting If you at. get abused, report it. Please. Get them out of there. Yes. They do not belong there. They're no. a tool of the devil. Agreed. But once again, we, we, we have to foster our relationships with God. Yes, because God did not intend for us to be hurt, mm. especially not within his community. However, mm. he does understand that this community is full of sinners yeah. and imperfect people. Not giving them an out either. Please no. do not no. take that we're trying to make excuses for the church. That's not what we're doing either. What we're saying, call sin by its name, Mm. speak up in love. All right, so we just said a lot there, man. We took took quite a few turns. Yes, we did. All right, so real quick, uh, we'll try to do this one super quick. We're getting into the what some people consider the holiday season. I don't consider it the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Uh, yeah, oh, look I at this, it, dude. You're, you're very musical lately. Hey, Still listen, no rap, listen. though. Oh, listen, I've been thinking about the rap, too. And I keep hearing it. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> listen, I don't want you. I don't want to hear you say anything about the dude, rap. I gonna can be, say something. I'm going to say it right now. It's going to be a rap straight out of the 80s, 80s, 90s kind mm, of feel. I love you it. Know, this is like yeah. the old school, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't want. Anyways, I don't want to hear anything else from you about the rap until okay. the until so, you so, actually right, do it. Let me say one more thing. No, I just said I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll keep it for when we actually do it. All right, go ahead. All right. So the holiday season. But one of the holidays that people, and it's become more and more popular over the years, and I even know some people, you know, within my circles that think it's the best holiday of the year. Really? Halloween. Oh. Do you consider it a holiday? No. Okay. Have you ever celebrated Halloween? No. I'm putting you on the spot here. It's just no, like, that's fine. Yeah. So, so how? Th- so the question, you know, this is a relationship episode, right? So, so I mean, it's not yeah, going to be our only one. Yeah. It's been how we're relating to stuff, right? So here's okay. the idea: How do you relate to Halloween? Boom! Okay. There you go. See, you're such a professional. Oh, I yeah. love it. You just cued me up. You put a you put the ball on the tee ball, and I <laughs> swung a couple times and missed. No, you finally, didn't miss. You didn't miss. You hit it. Finally, so, I hit it. So here's the thought. Curse you, kind. <laughs> okay, so Halloween, um. Okay, I have an issue as as a believer, right? Because mm-hmm. I have to go through my, I got to filter it through my lens, right? Mm-hmm. As a believer, why would I want to celebrate the dead? When, in my humble opinion, the only thing Satan quote unquote created and maybe stumbled upon was death, mm-hmm. right? God did not create death. Mm-hmm. He did not intend for us to die. Okay. So why would I celebrate death? Like that, that just doesn't makes sense to me which also when i heard this and i'm going to go on a little tangent not too deep of a rabbit hole but i just want to make reference to this go the pe- for it. the people who are like oh these these um christians are so morbid because what they focus on is christ's death and okay. i'm saying yes but that's not the whole story and we always need to remember this death was part of it because the penalty for sin had to be paid however we do celebrate his resurrection because that gives us our hope That's Mm. where it comes from, that God took the very thing that Satan brought into the world is the thing that he took back and said, now I own this. So now my people have the hope that if they were to die, they can be resurrected because I own that too now. Mm. Right. So he took the keys. So how does. Okay, go to to death. Right. And Hades and hell and however you want to use the the terminology. So I'm like, I don't want to celebrate something that that originated with sin. Mm. And that's why I stay away from celebrating halloween even though that's not exactly what halloween is about so yeah it's not so why that's where my next question is gonna be it's it's some people say it's not about celebrating the dead Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is celebrating though (laughs) it's kind of monsters and ghoulish okay how about (laughs) this so i there was a family member of, of mine who said you know what people make such a big deal about halloween 
and it's pagan and all this kind of stuff, but they'll celebrate Christmas and so much of Christmas came from pagan. Yes. Hmm. So, no, I'm glad you brought it up yeah, because yeah. I was also going to share that. And even by the way, though- Christmas is my favorite holiday. So I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so now people are going to say, Oh, you're contradicting, you're contradicting yourself. Mm-hmm. Curso. But I'm like, no, keep this in mind. Okay. If I get invited Okay, mm-hmm. to a a costume party mm-hmm. around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, what if it's called a harvest party? Yeah, I've heard that, or a fall festival. It's mm-hmm. been called that or, too, or trunk or treat. True, I've heard that too. <laughs> would I go? Yeah, I would. Mm, interesting. So, would I celebrate it to the to the extent where I'm going, like following the actual ritual of going through the neighborhood, and you know? having my kids get candy from strangers no however so some people would call that a, a bit of a compromise though correct because again my thought process is i want my i want i do want my kids to to understand that even though we're not of the world and you live in the world you have to be able to understand you know what what you're doing and why you're doing it i agree with that Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'll tell you, your wheels are still spinning. Over well, yours there. are spinning too, so I know are, are you just trying to give yourself time? No, I'm saying, not. No, no, okay. no, 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 I'm not. I know where I'm going to go with it. Oh, I'm go, just go, saying, keep going, keep going. All right, so, so with that thought process, I want to say, if I'm getting together with friends or if I'm building friendships, right, part of that is being involved in the community that you're in. Like we are local, we're supposed to be quote unquote local missionaries, right? Okay. And if and if this is kind of how I compromise, right, where it's like I don't want to celebrate the dead uh, or death, I get that point. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get together with some friends and be able to build that relationship with them. And um, and this is an activity that they're doing. Then I'm 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 game. Let's let's do this. Yeah, that's that's where I differ a little bit. Okay. I I. I believe there's other ways to do that. Yeah. Other than c- celebrating a certain, if they're calling it a Halloween party. And I have actually, I actually have a problem with some churches who try to do substitutes. Okay. Uh, like some will, won't do, do trick or treating, but they'll do trunk or treating at the church. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the same thing. You're just now doing it in the church. So what I'm talking about is like, for instance, they, they, they have a costume party where costumes aren't required. You know, like some kids, if they want to dress up, they dress up. If kids don't want to, they don't. Yeah. You know, and then you have candy. You're not going around like, hey, yeah. here you go, putting into different, you know, there's candy available and you can do that and you're playing games and doing that kind of stuff. You know, to me, that's a, it's a substitute. It's, it's like kind of that whole idea of, no, let me not go there. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to substitute meat or something? I was. I knew it. I knew it. Um, now, yeah, I, I have a problem with even... So in my house, growing up, my mom was hot or cold when it came to, to this. Like some years, she'd be like, you are never trick-or-treating ever. It's of the devil. Mm-hmm. And then other years, she'd be like, oh, I don't know, whatever. And I'd go, <laughs> I'd go trick-or-treating. Yeah. In my house, I treat it like it doesn't even exist. Okay. Like Halloween just doesn't exist. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't give it anything. The night of Halloween, we might go down and watch a movie with the kids downstairs. Yeah. Or we may just go out and do something, but we don't even, we just, just don't even kind of acknowledge it. To me, it's not, to me, it's not worth the time to give credit to the devil. Now, so I, and in things that are substitutes, uh, I don't know. I have a conflicting 
maybe maybe thought on that. Like when a church says, you know, instead of Halloween, we're going to have a harvest party, but you can still dress up in costumes. Right. You're just calling it a dif- different name right. and, and just saying, okay, but what's actually happening there? You know, is it a true, true going away? Like, like with, you know, we'll go, I'll go with there with the veggie meat. Mm-hmm. You know, you could substitute with the veggie meat, but are you getting your vegetables? Yeah. yeah. Are you really getting the nutrients that, you know, anyways, it's, and, it's a slippery, it's a slippery slope and a fine line. I mean, it's all of those cliches of just, it's hard. Slippery slope. To, <laughs> well, slippery slope you're on. To be, to be able to better watch out, determine which way we're going on this, right? But, yeah. but I think, again, it boils down to, and this is, again, a cliche, but it really boils down to your relationship with God. Like, like what is God telling you? Like, in your walk with him. And I would be careful about that, though, too. Go ahead. <laughs> because I have used that. God hasn't given me that explanation yet. To do things that, yeah, maybe weren't right. Yeah, but you know what? You do feel it. Like, you know when you're I, just using that excuse to use it. I would hope so. Like, I would hope I, so. I, I mean, but at not this only point that, in life, I mean, the, well, to yeah. our listeners, at this point in life, you know. Like, it's deep down in your gut. You or, know. Well, here's the thing. Have you actually done biblical research on it? Have you actually developed? Been intentional, been intentional about finding it. Yeah. yeah, been intentional. But are you just like, I ah, just, God hasn't shown it to me yet. So let me go do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. No, I mean obviously, if there's opinions, make yourself uh, intelligent on those opinions. Correct. And so, it, well, here's my answer, by the way, to the the paganism of Christmas sure. being brought into it. Yeah, paganism did find its way into Christmas in certain ways. Mm-hmm. I do believe, like, so I have a Christmas tree in my home. Many people say that's a pagan thing. Same like, here. Well, here's the thing: I do believe in redeeming the possibility of redeeming pagan things. Just like music. Yeah, just like music. So you check another episode. Right, right, right. Yeah. So here's the thing. And the paganism that's brought into that, there's no one now, except for the people who are doing the searching, who puts a Christmas tree in their thing and is like, you know what? That represents a, some God that's not God. Hmm. They put it up as a decoration. And some people, well, they do the same thing about Halloween. But the foundation of each of these holidays mm-hmm. is fundamentally different. Okay. The foundation of Christmas is the celebration of Christ. Right. And good things. Exactly. The foundation of Halloween is the celebration of ghosts and ghouls and goblins. It doesn't have any foundation based in Christ at all. Okay. Just like Easter. Easter, yes, paganism has come into Easter with eggs and bunnies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the foundation of Easter is the death and resurrection of Christ. Correct. That's the that's the focus. And as a Christian, I can celebrate that focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can even redeem certain things for that focus. To me, there's nothing redeemable about Halloween. Well, there's talk that when it originated, it actually had good intentions. It was celebration of the dead. Which which, by the way, no. by Adventist standards, isn't correct. However, I don't believe I What were the intentions? <sighs> I don't remember the exact, and that's why I don't want I don't want to go too deep into it because I it was a it was a conversation that I had, and I didn't investigate it for myself, so I don't want to say this as fact. Yeah, I would investigate that a little bit because yeah. I believe some people put like there's All Saints Day, correct, which they believe it's but the All Saints Day is celebrating the dead, the dead, correct. <laughs> so it's not it's still not. Anyways. Right. So maybe we need to have like a Halloween, Halloween episode. Yeah, we well, that's next year because we're already here. Yeah, Halloween's no, I, like two days from now. Right. No, we wanted to focus on relationships today. But, but, but why I brought this up is because I saw a, 
um, an article. First off, Halloween's coming up soon. And, but I also saw an article. Former Satan worshiper who is now a Christian and an evangelist. Um, he, he goes by the name of, let me find that real quick for you. His name is David Ramirez. Is that his name? I might be wrong on that, but let's see. Yeah, here you go. Once again, we're not, uh, uh, this is prescriptive. John Ramirez. I was so close. John Ramirez. He is a former Satanist. Okay. He actually practiced dark arts, too. Mm -hmm. And he said Halloween was their most important day. Mm. And he said, I'm shocked that Christians celebrate Halloween. As a former as a former Satanist, he's like I'm 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 lost. And then he gives this quote about Anton Lavey, who's the founder of the Church of Satan. Yep, yep. He said, "I'm glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Welcome to Halloween." Yep. And so with those kind of things, and he he goes in in, in this article and he talks about some of the importances of Halloween, some of the things they would get ready, uh, how they would get ready, and he's talking when he was in that world. Mm -hmm. Uh, to get ready for Halloween and, and kind of the, their mentality behind it. And so when he became a Christian, he was shocked that any Christian would even remotely celebrate it, would even ha he has a problem with the substitutes as well. And he's like, I don't even, I don't even want to stray away from that at all. And he says, I want to use it as a, as a tool for evangelism to have a totally different event mm -hmm. and celebrate, you know, give a different opportunity there. And those strategies are whatever, but, that was very interesting to me that a, a former Satanist, you know, just kind of was like, whoa, wait a second. His, re his relationship with Halloween comes from a different view. He comes from the view of being in the world, of being a Satanist, and knowing how much Halloween meant to him. Right. So I, Fox News actually wrote an article about this on the 19th of this month. How about that? Yeah. And uh, they were talking about how... Uh, the holiday is traced back to ancient Celtic or Celtic. Are you going to read that? Mm -hmm. uh, fe a festival known as Samhain. Samhain? That's Samhain. a pagan religion, by the way, yeah. the Celtics. Um, which took place in England and Ireland roughly 2,000 years ago. And it says that um, according to uh, online resources from Encyclopedia Britannica, um, Samhain was considered a year celebration that was observed on November the 1st, actually. That's, um, that's actually All Saints Day is November the 1st. Right. Well, it says the festival participants reportedly lit bonfires and wore masks and costumes to ward off malevolent spirits. Mm, to ward off malevolent spirits. Yes, that is correct. And then um, it, first century AD, it says by the Roman Empire, when they conquered them, the they conquered the, Celt, the Celts or Celts, however you want to read that, um, they brought this event to the forefront and then what they did is they commemorated the dead and pomona which is um honored as the goddess of fruit trees gardens and orchards so that's so that's history on yeah that. so there, there you go none of that <laughs> none of that is based in, in christ so to me there, there's nothing to redeem of the holiday because the holiday was never about something that was God, godly given. Okay. Anyways, I, I thought that was interesting as we st relate to this holiday coming up. Personally, I don't relate to it. I don't celebrate it. I leave it alone. I pretend like it doesn't exist. Uh, to me, to me, at least in in my estimation, I don't, I don't even like to go down that that rabbit hole. Okay, that that makes sense. Like I said, um, we'll just choose to disagree on that one. 
agree to disagree as as how we relate to it and how we behave uh, how we, we don't behave necessarily with disagree it. with me except for the harvest party part. yeah yeah exactly yeah, you go to harvest parties you <laughs> Oh, I will not judge you. No, you're, outwardly, you're perfectly. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I well, tell people that all the time. I will not judge you. Well, let us know outwardly. what you think. Yeah, what do you think about Halloween? Tell me how pagan you are. <laughs> Does that sound judgmental? Does that sound like? Yeah, know, yeah, just a little bit. Whatever. Diversityhill at gmail.com. You want him? <laughs> we want to hear from you. And then also, you can reach us again on IG at Diversity on a Hill. So, um, man. I, re- I realized today we kind of sounded like old. Old geezers, OGs. Yep, we sure did. Don't get into relationships. <laughs> Halloween is bad. And go to church. <laughs> and go to church. <laughs> oh, man. We love y'all. Are we OGs today? I, I hope you listened this deep into this episode. Are we Are we OGs? Tell we, me if we're OGs today. Go ahead and <laughs> maybe you should put a poll up. <laughs> are we OGs in this are episode? Are we OGs? There you go. That's okay. I will, I'm, I'm starting to uh, embrace my OGness. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. I was afraid to kind of embrace some of it and because someone might not think I'm cool. I mean, I'm too old. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. I don't, I have, I don't have enough time in my life to, to worry about that. Well, look, since you're going to be so busy uh, judging us internally, why don't, won't you, why don't you just pray for us outwardly? Don't you need to pray for me then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're the you're the cursed you kind holy one that needs to be praying oh, for me all right that. let's pray dear heavenly father lord we thank you so much for this time to discuss a few a few interesting tidbits lord we just pray that in all that we do we will honor you amen and lord all that we do may we always be biblically literate may yes. we always seek your ways and seek your will for our lives amen. lord we thank you for the gift of the church even yes. if it is flawed at times we thank you so much for the gift of relationships yes and lord we thank you for the gift of a mind that we can use uh, to know how to react and act to certain situations amen may it always be in line with you thank you for your love and grace and we pray these things in the name of jesus thank amen. you for listening to the diversity on hill podcast my name is pj and i am out pk here many blessings till next time <laughs>